Hey, sweetie, what do you think of our new car from Carvana? Think it can handle our busy family? Well, we have seven days to see. First, we can take the scenic route to the beach and stargaze through the moonroof. We'll see if your drums fit in the trunk. Then we can pick up Mommy's friends and check out that leg room. And we should really visit Grandma. She's getting up there. That's like a whole lifetime in seven days. And like one busy family. With our seven-day money-back guarantee, you can confidently shop for cars 100% online. Visit Carvana.com for all terms and conditions. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Tuesday, July 21st, 2020. Today's poem is by an American poet and professor named Camille Dungy. She is a graduate of Stanford and the University of North Carolina Greensboro, where she earned her MFA, and she's the author of four poetry collections, including Trophic Cascade, Smith Blue, Suck on the Marrow, and What to Eat, What to Drink, What to Leave for Poison. And the poem that I'm going to read today is from her most recent collection called Trophic Cascade. It's from 2016, and you can get it wherever you get it poetry. As always, I'll read the poem and then offer a few thoughts and then read it one more time. This is how it goes. After the reintroduction of gray wolves to Yellowstone, and as anticipated, their culling of deer, trees grew beyond the deer stunt of the mid-century. In their upreach, songbirds nested who scattered seed for underbrush, and in that cover warrened snowshoe hair. Weasel and water shrew returned. Also vole and came soon hawk and falcon, bald eagle, kestrel, and with them hawk shadow, falcon shadow. Eagle shade and kestrel shade haunted newly buried runnels where mule deer no longer rummaged, cautious as they were now of being surprised by wolves. Berries brought bear, while undergrowth and willows, growing now right down to the river, brought beavers who dam. Muskrats came to the dams, and tadpoles. Came, too, the night song of the fathers of tadpoles. With water striders, the dark gray American dipper bobbed in fresh pools of the river, and fish stayed, and the bear, who fished, also called deer fawns, and to their kill scraps came vulture and coyote, long gone in the region until now. And their scat scattered seed, and more trees, brush and berries grew up along the river that had run straight and so flooded but thus dammed, compelled to meander is less prone to overrun. Don't you tell me this is not the same as my story. All this life born from one hungry animal, this whole new landscape, the course of the river changed. I know this. I reintroduced myself to myself, this time a mother, after which nothing was ever the same. The other night, my wife and I were chatting, and we were talking about some favorite poetry and looking through some books, and uh, we, we were looking at, you know, like Seamus Haney and uh, Ted Kuzer and some other people that, you know, you've heard me read on this podcast before. And she mentioned this poem, actually, because she had heard it at a conference. And uh, so, we were, so we got to talking about poetry about motherhood. And she was asking, you know, what are some of the great poems about motherhood? And I started thinking about it. And after reading this poem a couple of times, I thought, you know, this might be one of the great poems about motherhood. And so I wanted to share it here on the podcast. If you don't know a trophic cascade, and I suppose I could be pronouncing that wrong. It could be trophic cascade. I, I couldn't 
I didn't see it very clearly stated anywhere. But a trophic cascade or a trophic cascade is, according to Britannica.com, an ecological phenomenon triggered by the addition or removal of top predators and involving reciprocal changes in the relative populations of predator and prey through a food chain, which often results in dramatic changes in ecosystem structure and nutrient cycling. Now, normally I wouldn't read that, but I wanted to point something out. <laughs> because you might have looked at the title of this poem in your podcast app and thought, what in the world is a trophic cascade, a trophic cascade? And then you might have thought, well, that takes some kind of specialized knowledge or something to understand this poem. But the amazing thing is when you read a poem like this, everything that I just read in that definition is clear by the end of the poem because the poem is good. The poem knows what it's doing. So the poem gives you this specialized um, or the suggestion of specialized knowledge or necessity of specialized knowledge in the title. But then step by step in a very tactical, specific, formal way defines all of that through poetry. There's an attention to detail and attention to language that lays out what, what I just read was a scientific definition in a poetic definition. And then at the end, we get this incredible, surprising, delightful, satisfying turn, which tells us what the actual theme of the poem was and makes it both personal and universal. And so perhaps this is a poem that is not as well known as it ought to be, but it's a very precise and skillful example of what great poems and what great poetry can do. It takes a complex scientific concept and then it turns it into a narrative at first it's the narrative of these this one specific place in yellowstone and it's the there's this ecological narrative going on and by the end of the poem it's the narrative of a specific person but it's also the narrative of any mother right and it becomes universal and even i as a father who is married to a mother just as a human being, can understand this theme that's going on. So the specific to the universal is such an essential part of poetry, and it's done so beautifully here, and that's why I wanted to read this poem. So one more time, here is Camille Dungy's Trophic Cascade. After the reintroduction of gray wolves to Yellowstone and, as anticipated, their culling of deer, trees grew beyond the deer stunt of the mid-century. In their upreach, songbirds nested, whose scattered seed for underbrush, and in that cover warned snowshoe hare. Weasel and water shrew returned, also vole, and came soon hawk and falcon, bald eagle kestrel, and with them hawk shadow, falcon shadow. Eagle shade and kestrel shade haunted, newly buried runnels where mule deer no longer rummaged, cautious as they were now of being surprised by wolves. Berries brought bear, while undergrowth and willows, growing now right down to the river, brought beavers who dam. Muskrats came to the dams and tadpoles. Came to the night song of the fathers of tadpoles. With water striders, the dark gray American dipper bobbed in fresh pools of the river, and fish stayed, and the bear who fished also culled deer fawns, and to their kill scraps came vulture and coyote, long gone in the region until now and their scat scattered seed, and more trees, brush, and berries grew up along the river that had run straight and so flooded but thus damned, compelled to meander, is less prone to overrun. Don't you tell me this is not the same as my story. 
all this life born from one hungry animal, this whole new landscape, the course of the river changed. I know this. I reintroduced myself to myself, this time a mother. After which, nothing was ever the same. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.